Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here on a uh, a sweltering Thursday night in uh, in in beautiful Marshfield, where 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 we're bracing for some more warm weather tomorrow. Uh, we're sitting here, Justin Latini from uh, the Vietnam Veterans of America. Justin, thanks for coming in tonight, buddy. Hey, Greg, always a pleasure to be here, and uh, let's have a great show tonight, huh? We appreciate it, and Gino, thanks a lot for setting up the. The cameras, we're uh, up and rolling and uh, filming for all of uh, eternity to see. It is my pleasure. I wouldn't want to miss it. Although, a week after next, you know, I'm going to see Aerosmith now. Oh, we'll try to after... make it. We'll, we'll try to get here with only Aerosmith? This, well, this is the third year it's been canceled because of COVID. You know, this is the third year we've been waiting to go. So, that'll be on the 8th. But I wouldn't miss being here tonight. I'm not going to miss being here next week. And it's a delight to see you all. Well, and we have a real interesting show tonight. And normally, uh, we get off uh, and we start to show off with the Vettie. And so all you Vetty folks out there, uh, we're going to pay homage to uh, a local veteran, as we always do. But uh, we've got an an important subject uh, matter to discuss tonight. And it's a matter that's going to take several shows of discussion. Uh, We're just going to cover the kind of the outline uh, of it. But uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, George, do we have a couple of guests out there on the line? I think we have uh, uh, Captain Beasley as well as Dr. Angela Mund. Uh, are you out there, ladies? I'm here. We got them all. <laughs> we're, 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 we're on the line. So, um, ladies, thank you very much. It was great talking to you yesterday. And uh, for the audience, uh, uh, would, would you ladies mind um, introducing yourself so the, uh, the audience would know uh, uh, who we're talking to, who you are, and uh, a little bit about your credentials? Uh, uh, Captain Beasley, do you want to start off? Sure. Can Can you hear me? Great. Can we you hear me okay. Loud and clear, dear. Loud and clear. Okay. Great. Um, my name is Kathy Beasley. Retired uh, from the Navy uh, 2009. I had a 30 year career. Uh, retired as a captain. I was a, a naval officer and a nurse corps officer by by trade, but I I did multiple uh, in that 30 years and. Uh, when I retired, I uh, went to uh, work immediately with a military service organization uh, to do advocacy work for military and veterans, um, the Military Officers Association. So I did that for 10 years, a decade, and uh, absolutely loved the advocacy work. And healthcare, port, uh, healthcare policy was my uh, expertise there. Um, so I worked this issue that we're going to talk about tonight back in 2016. I became acquainted with it. I think it's a very important issue, especially now with the, the passage of the PACT Act. And I'm so thrilled to, to be here. I will only mention one thing that I can lay claim to Boston. I, I'm a graduate of Boston College. Hail Eagles. Uh, Hail Eagles. Uh, a lot of, it's, a, it's a great school, and uh, um, I, I'm sure you're serving them very well. And uh, after talking to you and reading, uh, just reading your credentials to some of uh our co-host here, and it's like uh, 
I'd, I'd say, Captain, you've done... Uh, I was going to stand up. You, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have Justin Latini is a submariner, uh, you know, a cousin of you Navy folks. So, uh, uh, you, you know, we... we well, I can't understand why he goes underwater on purpose, but that's what they do, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, Captain, thanks a lot for... Uh, for, for talking to us tonight, and uh, now if we could, we could, if we could just get a little of a, a introduction from uh, from Angela, please. Well, first, Greg, thank you so much for having us on on uh, your show to talk about this issue that is really close to myself and Captain Beasley. So I have been a certified registered nurse anesthetist for 24 years. I'm cur- I'm currently the president of the American Association of. I am also I'm an Army vet. I was in the U.S. Army Nurse Corps and uh, served for 10 years. But the part that I think your listeners might find the most interesting from being veterans is I received my nurse anesthesiology degree from the Minneapolis VA School of Nurse Anesthesia, and I worked in the VA for 12 years. So veterans healthcare is something that's been near and dear to my heart. And my husband was a disabled veteran who received care in the VA. So not only are these issues very um, professionally important to me, but they do have a personal spin on that also. So again, thank you for allowing us to come on and talk about this issue. Well, we, 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 we have been talking about wellness issues uh, here now for the eight and a half years of our existence. And uh, after talking to you ladies yesterday, I'm just kind of basically understanding the, the nature of the situation that you we really want to talk about tonight and i I don't know who would want to you know describe the kind of the roadblock or the uh or the you know the 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 roadblock that that you that you ladies are are here to talk about i will refer to angie for that sounds good is that the issue really that we're looking at is veterans veterans having to wait for their surgical care due to lack of anesthesia providers. Uh, We do know for even before COVID that there were news reports, especially one coming out of the Denver VA, I think that made the national news pretty pretty loud and clear that a lot of our veterans are having unnecessary delays in receiving care, surgical care at our VAs. Coalition of the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiology and several VSOs that 23% of our veterans are still experiencing delays. And of those, 13 of them were major problems for veterans. And our coalition thinks that this is too much. Sure, sure. Now, I, I just have a question. Is this a new policy change within, within the VA in the last four or five years? So the VA is an, is an interesting uh, healthcare organization, as I'm sure many of you know, is this has been something that has morphed over time. So nurse anesthetists, have practiced independent of physician supervision or something we call full practice authority in some of our facilities in the VA. Uh, there was some um, new, the anesthesia handbook changed a little bit and wanted there to be more of an anesthesia supervision. What that has done is that it has limited the number of providers that can provide care. For example, I'll, I'll give something real, real solid for you is right now there can be two very qualified anesthesia providers taking care of one veteran. We could take care of double that if each, if the CRNAs could work without having to be supervised. And this is something that we believe is important throughout the whole healthcare system of the VA. Is, is that Maine done, is that done in, the, in, the, in the civilian world? Uh, 
a nurse anesthetist given more responsibility or able to act on their own in the civilian world? Yeah, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I'm originally from, I worked in places without supervision at the time I was there. And, and then I, I really want to throw this to Captain Beasley at this point, too, because I think another really important um, point of this is how the military handles the RNAs. CRNA is a... And what is a CRNA? It's a certified... Reg- registered nurse anesthetist. Not a nurse anesthesiologist, a nurse anesthetist. Yeah, some some CRNAs use nurse anesthesiologists, and that's acceptable in a lot of areas. I, I think it describes um, maybe easier what we do, but our official credential. To Angie's point, um, you know, how the, the nurse anesthetists, or I'll just abbreviate it for our discussion this evening, CRNAs. Uh, how they're utilized in the military is really exceptional. Uh, I've known, I started out in critical care as a, as a junior nurse, and uh, I've known nurse anesthetists my whole career and worked with them very closely, uh, both in operational assignments on ships. They are on ships. They are one of the most forward deployed specialties in, in the military, in, in all the branches. But I know in the Navy, they are utilized heavily um, on our on our destroyers. Any you know the the LHAs. Uh, even I, I don't know that they're on subs. But no, I know we no. Have no. In, in, not, in, yet. In, not yet, not yet, not willingly. Not, not anyways, yet, but, they use but, a hammer on subs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> we have proof right here. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, talk but, about my health. But, but the yeah, yeah, but. What Angie wants to, to bring to fore here, I think, is that, you know, in the military, they are heavily utilized and we rely on them. Now, fast forward, many of them retire, of course, or get out and, and they go to work in the VA. So I'll, I'll put that back to, to Angie because I know she has many professional colleagues with military experience uh, in the VA. And, and ladies, before we get back to Angie, why don't we take our first break here? Well, we're going to pick up right with you, uh, Angie, when we come back, and we're going to, you know, delve more into this subject and, uh, you know, get to the get to the problem that we're maybe looking ahead because of the PAC Act, and we'll 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 talk about the ramifications. But George, why don't you take us away here now? Where uh, ladies will be back after uh, just a minute and a half after these messages. We'll get right back to you. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso sitting here with uh, Justin Latini talking to uh, a couple of really, really uh, well-educated uh, young ladies that are here talking about uh, nurse anesthetists and the role that they play and how critical they are in caring for our veterans. Uh, uh, Angie, uh, I, I think uh, uh, Dr. Beasley was going to uh, refer to you uh, at this point in time, Angie. Yeah, and can you guys hear me better? I'm in South Carolina, and we have our usual weather coming through this time of the year. This sounds so fun. Yeah, the, oh, you, you're sounding better already. Yeah, you, you you did kind of break up a little bit, but we can't help the weather, guys, huh? <laughs> That's exactly right. Hurricane season here. So what what uh, Captain Beasley was saying is CRNAs in the VA, many of them served in the military, active duty, and reserves prior to working as CRNAs in the VA. And I always like to think about their, their giving back to the veterans and to the military that gave them such a great career as a CRNA. 
important to notice about that is that when they're serving in the military, they are far forward. So, for example, my husband, who was a CRNA, was the only CRNA in between Fallujah and the Syrian border when he was there. He was the only anesthesia provider. Wow. He practiced independently. He partnered with the surgeons and the nurses that he worked with. And then when he comes back to the United States, some VAs wouldn't allow him to do that. Wow. And, and when we think about care overseas, is they often don't have all the fancy stuff that we have in our VAs in the Boston area or the Minneapolis area where I'm from, but yet we can practice independent out in out in the desert and in the mountains of Afghanistan. Sure. And and we all saying is that we, we really want to be part of the solution to decrease surgical wait time for our veterans. So Angie, I question if this is Justin. Um, so is it each VA has a different policy? It's it's not a policy across the board then for each VA, right? I'm a little confused. Yeah, with there's, that. There's, there's broad guidance, and then each VA can determine how they want to use their anesthesia providers there. Okay. What we'd like to do, what the VA is looking at, is we're all one health system. Sure. We want to have everybody on the same electronic health record. How do we ensure that there's consistency across VAs? And we're looking at national national standards. I, I can't believe so that, example, they're, that they're not understanding that they're so rigid and so strict. I, it's 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 really interesting that 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 you folks are describing that there's some variations and and it's not all the same. I'm I'm very surprised because they, I mean, Justin and I have been talking about healthcare for our veterans is is so critical, you'd think it would be standardized across all of the VA. Yeah, and I don't understand how the VA is allowing one VA to run independent of another. It, 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 it's divisions. Yeah. Vision one, vis, I mean, what are the yeah. ten visions, uh, I Greg, think, in yeah. the country? Greg, Greg, this is Kathy. Uh, you know, we, in the advocacy world with the VSOs and all of us, we, we would commonly say to each other and to others that, you know, you've been to one VA, you've been to one VA. Wow. So uh, wow. there, there is some variation between the the visions and and certainly in some of the the the, the separate uh, hospitals within. Very interesting. Very interesting. So now, as we're looking at the PACT Act that was just passed, um, what 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 problems uh, do you foresee um, within the PACT Act? PACT Act. Um, uh, relative to the shortage, not the shortage, but the boy, I don't, it's, it's hard even to just the policy changes or the policy variances. Um, it, it seems like it's going to have a um, possibly a very negative effect on 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 the veterans that are now going to be uh, liable or able to be treated for the twenty three. Uh, I think twenty three symptoms were just uh, part of the PACT Act. The the thing that I think we need to consider with this is there's a lot of, with the diagnosis diagnoses that now they're accepting under the PAC Act for care within the VA, need anesthesia services. So now we're going to have an influx of patients from several different conflicts that are going to be coming to the VA, and we already have backlogs in many areas. That it really is going to exacerbate the problems that we have. What we think is we've got to get ahead of it. We can't wait for these problems to get worse. Why don't we have a plan in place so come into our VA's needing care as we can say, we got you. You know, we, we know that you're going to need care and we have a plan. You know, to that point, uh, Angie, I would I would just add uh, that, you know, I, you, you can 
expound on this a little bit too. I know because you know in our healthcare system in our whole you in our whole country here, everybody seems to be competing for a shrinking pool of healthcare providers and yeah. you know credentialed healthcare um, people. You know doctors, nurses. You know you name it. Uh, so the VA is no exception. They pay pretty well. Um, but you know they're competing in the in this larger pool too. So uh, part of the uh, provisions of the PACT Act um, was to you know they recognize this and they they know they're going to have to increase their their staffing and retain their their current staffing. So they incentivize their current uh, manpower and to you know to be able to um, pay better and, and recruit others. So um, certain CRNAs and and others will be in that mix. Boy, and that's and and that's a that's a high income mix right there. You're talking about too. Uh, uh, it's a highly skilled, highly trained, and I mean, is there more? Uh, I don't know. Uh, other than the surgeon, is there a more important person uh, in the operating room than that 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 person that keeps you on the on the on just on that verge of sleeplessness? Yeah, we. I, one of the things I really enjoyed about the military is the true team that I felt on active duty. Um, down in San Antonio, to give a shout out to Brooke Army Medical Center, is the team that we had in the operating room uh, was a military team. And the important part of the team is that everybody was there for the patient. We were all there serving the same the person who wore the same uniform that we did. And I take a look at the CRNAs that came from the military that are working in the VA now, and we all feel that same way. We're there taking care of a veteran who wears, wears the same uniform. So, so Kathy, are you, are you is your group advocating to uh, the secretary of the VA to make changes? The coalition we're putting together, though there are some VSOs that are coming on board with this, um, they will certainly do that. I think that an important thing you guys can do in your communities there, uh, you you have your local uh, VFW uh, chapters and and other many other VSOs. I know New England is rich in them. Uh, they can you know voice their uh, support for this as well through their to their legislators and, and state and and uh, congressional offices i mean we have a website a landing page that's you know that is really well built in some media campaigns that are happening so it's just you know that's why angie and i are here tonight trying to get the word out to to everybody to understand the issue so for our veterans we should be uh letting them know that if they're having issues with time delayed on certain surgeries that they should notify their local VSO. Because, again, we're the only state in the nation that has a VSO in each city and town. I would think that, is, that would be critical. Well, and, and, it, and, and this is a, a, a situation that I, I think that this is the first show that we're doing together, but I, I think we need to find out what, what the state of the state is here in New England. You know, and, and if we can use this as a positive influence to, you know, to lead the way and show others, uh, you know, we've taken uh, uh, these issues on before. Uh, this is a little bit out of, out of the realm of, of what we're doing, but I, uh, unfortunately, with the PACT Act coming, I'm afraid there's going to be a lot more veterans getting sick because of the burn pits and the Agent Orange and, you know, all the things... All of that that we're dealing with. So, uh, like you uh, have both said, can we get ahead of it? And and rather than uh, trying to catch up when it's uh, when the horse is already out of the barn. 
The other part that I kind of want to bring up, too, a little bit is we talk a lot about the anesthesia part of it, but the other thing that CRNAs do in the VA that is very important to veterans is we do a lot of pain management. And we saw a lot of those challenges with our veterans, our young men, coming, men and women coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan that survived their injuries because of our excellent anesthesia care. And now they're still having chronic pain issues is allowing nurse anesthetists to, who do chronic pain management to work to the highest extent of their education and training within the VA, I think is critically important to our veteran population is still dealing with those issues. Well, well, you know, we've got, um, I mean, we've got a great medical situation here in New England, but uh, I, I think that this is a subject, ladies, that uh, it's not going to be uh, answered tonight. I think over the next uh, uh, several months and a couple of years, maybe we need to keep uh, hammering this uh, uh, issue across to see if we can get some uh, some commonality because, you know, it doesn't seem like it would it would create a situation that maybe here in New England the vet might get great care because we have nurse anesthetists that can kind of work on their own, but in Alabama, not so. It, it, it's it's it, it's it kind of be, it could be re, it, it could be regional, and you know by just you know by separate uh, VA hospital. Yeah, yeah. Well, ladies, well let's let's take this break. Uh, we'll be back uh, just this break, and we'll come back uh, in about uh, 90 seconds, ladies. So hold on, and uh, we'll be back to finish up with tonight. Thanks, ladies. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here with Wolfie and uh, Justin and Gino and George behind the... Uh, uh, behind the glass there and uh, a couple of great ladies uh, 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 that are heavily involved in the in the CRNA world uh, uh, nurse anesthetists and the the, uh, the the backlog of of surgeries because of it because of not not I guess not a, not enough um, would, would you say, ladies, that, that, that it may be a, a, a situation that we need to just train as many nurse anesthetists as we possibly can uh, uh, lure into this uh, VA uh, uh, spider web? I think that's some of it. And the other part really is using our resources wisely is rather than have two anesthesia providers on one case, why don't they each do a case and we can double as many veterans as we can take care of? So to me, it's both a workforce of making sure we have enough CRNAs moving forward, along with this, how do we use our anesthesia resources the most wisely? And, and lady, we had talked about uh, a couple of other um, um, uh, practices uh, that are not as complicated as the CRNAs. Are, are there... Are there other um, services that, that are, are, are more widely uh, in place across all of the VA? Well, I know Captain Beasley worked quite a bit on this in 2016. So do, do you want to comment on that? Well, you know, in 2016, there, there was four nurse practitioner specialties that they were looking at to expand to the VA, to expand to their fullest um, capabilities, their fullest credentialed. Um, you know, scope of care. And three of those 
nurse practitioner uh, specialties. Um, and mental health was nurse practitioners was one of them, and there's two others. Uh, they were certified for that to be able to uh, practice to their fullest extent. The only nurse practitioner specialty that was not granted that privilege to do that. So, um, you know, the behavioral health um, uh, area, you know, of course, that has gotten a lot of publicity, as rightly so, um, in these, these past, you know, decade or two. So, of course, that has extended that specialty and that capability within the VA, you know, quite well. Um, probably not enough, but still uh, much better than it was. So the CRNA specialty, really, uh, you know, we, we, we want to get this over the finish line this time. Well, I, I hope that somehow, ladies, we can uh, provide some awareness for you and uh, Certainly, we'd, 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 we uh, uh, want to ask um, if some folks out there listening want to get in touch with you, how, how would they reach out and contact either one or both of you ladies? Well, they can, they can get to us through, um, through our website, our coalition website. It's called Veterans Need Care Now, all one word, veteransneedcarenow.org. And ladies, I just want to thank you before you go. Uh, thank you for what you've done in the past and what you're doing now for our veterans. Well, it's a privilege. Well, we uh, we really do appreciate it, uh, ladies. And uh, uh, let's let's keep in touch. And uh, we're going to do some homework uh, here. Let us find out and, and let's see what the uh, the anesthesia world, uh, the nurse anesthetist world, is like around here. And let's uh, rejoin in a couple of months and and share some more notes and see if we can. Uh, pushed, uh, you know, at least get the awareness out there. Yep, we, uh, we definitely appreciate it, and I hope uh, your listeners take the opportunity to take a look at our website. We have some really good information, and um, we, we really are urging the VA to move forward with implementing full practice authority for CRNAs because we, we, we know our veterans need care now. Well, they, they, they do, and um, unfortunately, I think it's just going to get more critical as, the, as, as more uh, symptoms from... Uh, uh, Agent Orange and Afghanistan, the, Afghanistan uh, come to come to light. So, uh, ladies, keep fighting. We're we're right beside you fighting, and uh, uh, we're going. Well, let's let's plan to have you on again in a couple of months. And please, if there's any major um, occurrence that happens that you feel uh, you need to get out, even for five or ten minutes. Uh, uh, you know, please, uh, you have my number. Uh, uh, Russ has my numbers. Uh, please give us a call, and uh, we'll uh, we'll put any uh, news that you have, we'll put it right on the front burner for you. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, ladies, thank, thank you, you very Greg. much, and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for sharing your time and choosing to be uh, um, involved with the veterans market. Uh, you could go off maybe into some other, uh, other uh, areas of endeavors, but uh, you chose to help the veterans. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that we can make a difference long range. And uh, let's, let's, let's talk uh, uh, also, Angie, because I want to talk to you about the Red Sox home base program that was, that's up here that uh, uh, might have been some assistance to your husband that uh, maybe uh, in the future uh, you could help spread the word for them as well. Yep, absolutely. Anything we can do together to take care of veterans, I'm all on board. So sounds great. Well, consider yourself part of the network, ladies, and uh, we love having you on. Thank you so much, and uh, you guys have a great night. Thank great. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was uh, 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 Kathy Beasley and Angela Munn from... Uh, 
uh, uh, the, the world of anesthesiology and uh, it's, big time. It's, big, criti- it's critical for renal surgeries. I mean, uh, big time medicine. Yeah, I, I could see though, Justin, how in the in the field, one person, you know, oh, you, you, okay. you're doing what you have to do. I mean, the medics, uh, <laughs> medic is everything. Everything, you know, everything. And and now they get back in a controlled situation. They want to kind of maintain that level of as long control. as the care it's all about the care the care for the veteran has to be a hundred percent and uh you know we'll just keep mo- like i said i think we need just to monitor and see see how our veterans here or uh what delay is, is what- and, and 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 justin you're involved with a lot of senior vets yeah um are you seeing a, a delay in there? I mean, we're maybe spoiled well, up here. You know, I, I've said this on this yeah, show so many. We I, hear the numbers up here. I, I know. I, I've it. said this a million times yeah. on this show. Uh, we are lucky to live where we live. We're, we're in the best hospitals in the world. Yeah. We've got the VAs within an hour. Uh, you can drive. Uh, every city town has a VSO. If there's a problem, you don't have to call somebody and go on hold. You just go down to your town hall and you've got somebody who's going to advocate for you right there and... Uh, we're blessed. We're blessed to live here in New England. I've traveled around the country in some of these states. Uh, they're traveling three, four hours just to go to a VA. And, the, you know, the treatment is not what, what, what we see around the country. Yeah. And not only do we have the VSOs, but we also have a VETI. That's right. Because what happens is the veterans come back, and we want to salute those veterans that come back. And, and they care to be with veterans. That's it. And they they want to give back a little bit, like those two ladies. They're both, you know, uh, Kathy Beasley, 30 years. 30 years in the Navy. There you go. I was going to salute, but hey, you know. I don't want to hit your head in the submarine. No, no. By mistake, fire a torpedo there or you something, go. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, at this point in time, uh, we, we need to clear the, clear the tracks because... Uh, well, you know, a once a week occurrence. Uh, we 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 need to turn the stage over to 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 none other than uh, the Wolfman. Wolfie, what do you got tonight, kid? <laughs> I love it. I just love it. It's so corny. It's the best. <laughs> it's not a Tony. It's not an Emmy. It's a Vetti. And the best news about this is the crew is terrific, but it came from two of our favorites, um, Karen and Lisa from Marshfield. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. So we have to do this extra good because oh. we'll be in trouble if they don't. They know where we live. Up, I'm in trouble. They know where we live. <laughs> but we asked for an individual, but they said they have a terrific crew of people that's called the, um, it's the Marshfield KWVA. So that stands for Korean War Veteran Association. So that's really exciting. So it's a whole group of people. Everybody can join in. Everybody can be part of it, which is half of it right there. And they meet all the time, and they volunteer to assist veterans and spouses. They donate time, financial support to the vets and families in need, and support various veteran events. And um, they're really a good help, to, which is easy to do to Karen and Lisa because they do such a great job as the veteran service officers. But on the fun note, we said, you know, they have to say something fun all the time. And they were saying that it's, it's offices and enlisted people, it's Korean wars, other wars, it's everybody. They opened it up to everyone, which is the goal of Veteran Voice Radio. But, it, it, but it was initiated by a bunch of Korean War veterans, yeah, seemingly. Must have, yeah, must have started that all way back. And... Um, the, the line that they have is, is small gestures have grand impacts. 
So that's really exciting. Well, so, like Dr. So Joe says, says, you know, yeah, we, we yeah. control no one, but we influence, influence everybody. Everyone. So there it is. Make right. that little, little change. And, uh, but Lisa and uh, Karen. Yeah, they're I, the best. They're the best. Yeah, they really are. So, so we here at Veteran Voice Radio Network, we salute you. So We're, thank you so much for all that you've been doing. Yeah, nice job, nice job. Karen and Lisa, uh, great, great job. They're, they're here, they show up at the food drives, they're, they're bringing food uh, back, uh, and, yeah. and for those vets that can't get here to pick it up, they, they deliver they did it. They the iPod thing, they did, they're great, they really help. They're they, really, they, they, they're skilled. It's, it's part of us. And I think you're gonna. I think you see that again with other VSOs. I mean, I think the role of the VSOs changed. I've seen it change in the last 15 years. You know, used to just walk in, they'd fill paper out, and that was it. Now they're in the community, they're having the coffees, they're going to veterans' homes. I mean, some of these veterans service officers never left their office. I know at at one point, uh, but these younger and I'm going to use still, that word. There's, they, there's still people. Veterans, I mean, there's some, but there's still the majority of these this VSOs, this, these new crews and, and and these ladies, is that they're in the community. Now. Yeah, you know, the role used to be you stay in the office, veterans would come to you. Now. It's changed. They're coming out to the veterans. Because the veterans aren't coming out to them, unfortunately, Justin. Well, I mean, that's what we learned doing our events oh, and yeah. festivals. Wolfie talks to me, well, Greg, do we need the music? Well, our history is that if we don't have more bait, right. music, mm. food, entertainment, entertainment is bait. Yeah. whatever, they're not coming out. Right. But here's, here's the next most important thing, and, and we've been working on it, and we hear it all the time, and it's the same thing with the veterans. We just got a thing in the paper saying how they're trying to get the veterans' ride to their appointments and help to their appointments and, and all kind of, you know, backup support for it. The people, and the reason Greg got started in this and I got started doing the food thing way back, is it's not the people who have six grandkids and four computers and three cars and oh, six no. kids. That's not who we're chasing. No. Listen, you're welcome to services. We love you. We're glad you're there. Uh, you know, they're, we're backfilling that. We want to get to the people who can't get out to get the services. Right. That's our role. We're trying to put the buses together. We're trying to do all those expos together. We, and we say our job is to trick them into getting the services they earn and deserve. But the crew that can't get out in the food drive... As we found out, I'd like Greg and I to take credit for it, and you know what we can't, and Justin, is people, the first few times this happened, we were pissed. These big, beautiful pickup trucks pull up, these great big caddies pull up. Oh, what the hell are you people doing? Bringing food to neighbors that need the food. Right. Yeah. So we didn't even do that. Yeah. That was that was an ATD and MEX did and that's that. Also the, and that's and really I, important. I, I see that from 9-11. Remember 9-11? Sure. You, you didn't even sure. talk to your neighbors. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're breaking bread, they're mm -hmm. over your house, yeah. you know their kids' names. It was like when we, we grew up as kids, that it had been lost till 9-11. It was a day of infamy. Yeah. And, and, and just like, you know, after December 7th, 41, the, the, the country came together. Came together, yeah. Hingham Shipyard, it, I have a photograph from the Hingham Shipyard of 1940 that it's a beautiful farm, it's nice <laughs> on the water, the tide comes in, the tide goes out. And then the next year, it was one of the leading shipyards yeah. in the country. Right. They were churning out one of their boats every 14 days. And Greg, what about the drives? Back then, people, when somebody said, we're going to have a drive, we're going to have a tire drive, we're going to yeah. have a scrap drive, we're going to have a copper drive. Whatever it was, everybody was involved. You go back and you look at pictures, and you'll see little kids carrying tires down the street because their mom told them to bring them down for the rubber drive. Yeah. You know, 1943 was the only year uh, the pennies were made out of galvanized steel because they needed a copper for warheads and for, for, for you know bullet casings, and people came together. 
And that's what we all miss. People in our age group certainly miss that. I mean, we talk about the simpler things, the Sunday dinners with family. Yeah. But like Justin said, when adversity strikes, all of a sudden you find yourself in a position you're going to break bread with a neighbor whose name you didn't know before that. Yeah. So in a, in a perverse and unsettling way, those things bring us together. We need to find ways to bring us together without negativity especially spawning us. Especially now. You don't have to wait for something bad. Oh, you know, let's boy. celebrate something good. And, and there's so many bad things going on out oh. there. And, and, we, and it seems like, unfortunately, we, we don't have that, that joie de vivre that, that we had after 9-11. Yep, that's right. Everybody was sticking flags in the in the thing, and everybody's on the same on the same page, and That's we're right. hugging each other, and we're doing all this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, division, a, a little bit of division. Well, at this point, let's division our way uh, into the last break here, so we can come back and. Uh, and we're going to tell everyone what we're actually doing to make this all better, because we have three things coming up, and we have some great things coming up. Uh, so stay tuned, everybody. Uh, take it away, George. We'll be back after these messages. Greg Brasso, uh, your host of Veterans Voice Radio with uh, our, our group of comrades here. We got Gino, Justin, Wolfie, and Georges in back of the uh, uh, in back of the glass here. But we've got some uh, we've got some events coming up, folks. And 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 somebody was talking to me recently about about um, camaraderie. And 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 I'm going to a health and wellness. Uh, conference in a couple of weeks I've been invited to talk about veterans and uh, um, the separation and the anxiety and and what's going on in that veterans world and 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 between Wolfie Justin Chuck myself we have done as much as we can to create events on non-events and and because I'll call the coffees non-events we had a big giant event in Quincy, and everything was great with all the, the 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 pomp and circumstance, and you know thousands and tens of thousands of people and blimps and jets. <laughs> well, maybe there were no blimps. No, no, we didn't have any jets. Well, we had a helicopter. We had a helicopter. We, uh, so that's that's okay. We had the boys in there. The band of characters. <laughs> the band of characters. One of the guys going to kick my butt one day for calling them that, but they, I love them. They're the best. But, but so what we're trying to do, folks, and all you veterans out there is get you out. Come on out. It doesn't suck. You, you know, um, we've got some, Chuck has put together this this crazy idea of throwing a pot of coffee in front of a b bunch of veterans and just let them talk about stuff. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? And all of a sudden now he's got 30 or 40 of them across eastern Massachusetts, I think in New York and a couple of other states. Wolfie, you know, he's been uh, yeah. spreading out COVID kind of yeah. Kind of kept us back a little bit, but we've got a couple of major events coming up that come on out and say hello. September 10th, Justin, you got something going on at Bristol Community College. Yeah, Bristol Community College in Fall River, right off 24, easy access on and off. We have a classic car show, actually a car show and truck show. Bring your truck, bring your car. Uh, it's September 10th, uh, registration starts 8.30 to 2. We're giving out uh, trophies. Uh, it's uh, our fourth annual 
All the, all the proceeds uh, will go to the Vietnam permanent wall that's uh, been built here in Massachusetts. And, uh, it's oh, you a, have a permanent wall in Massachusetts? Yes, right here in... Uh, tell, what, right. What, tell what, what's going on down in Fall River? Well, this is the uh, fourth 80% replica wall that was built in the United States. And it's 365 feet long. It's permanent. It's 24-7. It's at uh, Bicentennial uh, Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, you can Google uh, Fall River Vietnam Wall to see our website for directions. It's open seven days a week, free to the public. Uh, for veterans who may be a little nervous about coming down on the weekends, evenings, it's lit up. Um, open 24. 24-7. Uh, come down. Plenty of parking. Yep. Close, close, close by, parking. you have to yep. walk two or three miles. No, close parking. And uh, this is our fourth uh, year for our, our car show, and it's uh, a couple hundred cars come in. The guys get to talk cars, get to talk veterans. And, uh, and, and it's surrounded by, by, by such wonderfulness. Well, I always tell them uh, you get, you're guaranteed shade because uh, the show is under the solar panel covered parking lot okay so yeah. i always tell the car guys don't have to be there early in the morning you're going to get shade you're not going to be in the dirt or the grass how many cars uh, do you think you're going to have Justin? well we go over 300 just before the pandemic so very nice yeah and you're it's coming back about that we're yeah. expecting over 300 cars yeah. nice and you have food music and food uh, yeah and we, we we have the college actually providing the food very reasonable you're not paying ten dollars for a burger you're paying yeah. four dollars for a cheeseburger so we kept the food costs low uh it's a twenty dollar donation coming in uh, for the for for those that want to display their cars. automobiles, yeah, and then it's so free how to the public. The admission? Free to the public. They can park. They, there's free parking for the public to walk in, walk right across the quad. We actually have restrooms. Uh, you're not using porta johns, and uh, the college has gone all out. They're a nice. great group of folks. We go through the <clears throat> veterans' uh, office at the BCC, and uh, they've been. Very good with us. So there'd be information on, on education and veterans' education. Yeah, yeah we'll have some vendors there. That come on down and see what's down. going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. See yeah. how to transfer credits. Yeah, we have uh, our DJ is uh, our Vietnam vet uh, brother at the 499. So he's uh, he's uh, Johnny Angel's our, our, our spinner for the day. And nice. he keeps everybody busy. And it's a good show. And My wife Wolfie, went to Bristol. September 18th. Couple, yeah. a, a week after that. Yeah. Yeah. We invade Nantasket Beach yeah, again. Yeah, we closed <laughs> the whole beach again. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really exciting. We have the Veteran Resource Fair there, which is really a lot of fun. My favorite thing is at 9.30, 500 cars, we drop the flag. They all start their engines at yeah. the same time. I love that noise. People in Cohasset uh, are still complaining, <laughs> I think. Yeah, the seagulls put their, their wings over their ears. Yeah. And um, that makes it really a lot of fun. The uh, Huey float will be there. The band of characters will be there. And at least 500 and, uh, cars. Yeah, at least 500. You know, those cars then, smell like my youth. That's right. I tell, all, I tell all the old guys that stand and look at it, I go, dude, these cars are antiques. These cars are antiques. Finally, they get it. <laughs> that usually gets me punched. Because, well, we think they're brand new cars. Yeah. And then, and then my sister, Kim, we raided uh, a few auto part repair shops, and we got all kind of parts. And the trophies this year are car show part sculptures. Oh. They're the coolest things you ever saw. People are going to be shooting each other over <laughs> those. They're I can't be, imagine. I've seen be, them. It's going to be a war. I, I've seen them. So those are really, really fun. We're really excited for that. And um, uh, the money goes to Cops for Kids for Cancer. It goes to the Hull Lifesaving Museum Vets Programs, Vets Rowing Programs. So that's really exciting. Um, on the coffees coming up tomorrow is Weymouth at the Bean Post. 
Um, What's that on Hollis? Hollis Street, yeah, yep, right yep. by the hospital, right Which past the hospital. Which is in South Weymouth. Yeah, it's a nice space there, a little coffee, little thing. And then the Hull Coffee is at the Hull Lifesaver Museum is uh, September 2nd, and we're going to have all health health things there. The uh, moves unit from VA is coming down to do demonstrations, how to, whole health, how to do dieting, how to do exercise, how to do, you know, mental health. So they're going to show how to do that, which is going to screw us up because we have all pastries and yeah. junk food yeah. and crap. So guys, we're not getting any pastries and crap. <laughs> this one you could app. use some wellness though there, Wolfie. You've got you to see your bunch of guys down uh, there. As they say, we're all, a, we're all a flipping mess down there, so we're getting better. And then, but, um, but a great time. They all uh, uh, it, it, we it have just... we have from thirty-five to fifty people show up. Oh, and it's outside. It's at the Hull Lyceum Museum. The last time we had the big sails out on top of it, so it wasn't too sunny. And you sit there and you look over Boston Light, and we had whoever shows up band. They were absolutely terrific. And then the second Thursday of the month is the food drive-through, the veteran food drive-through here, here we go at the again. station. So forty-five hundred pounds of food again. And um, I know we got the boys from Boston Scientific. Are coming oh, down. Good. That's they've, a nice crew. They, they've said, uh, "Oh, we're, we're sorry, we haven't made the last two, but we're looking forward to coming down." So, Wolfie, you still need some more volunteers? Yeah, uh, yes, the to crew, hand the, out some food. Yeah, the crew comes down at ten o'clock in the morning, and um, it's it's family. Everybody, and what's it like? And, and what's it's it a, like? It's a festival. It is. It's a festival. <laughs> everyone's laughing. Everyone's hugging each other. What happens is probably twenty different ca- tasks to do. So some people like to pack, some unload, some set up the traffic. Some so, you the a, so you bring in a so you bring in a big trailer. Yeah, yeah, the disaster. You have trailer and truck. And then full it gets portioned out into bags by yeah. all the goons. Yes, the goons. And, and not not to you know disparage our goons, but Wolfie, a lot of people don't know what the goon squad is about and what the meaning, what it takes to be a goon yeah. in hockey. Yeah, the goon in hockey is the person who goes into the corners to dig the puck out to pass it to the pretty boy Senna. I was a Senna. That's the person who stands up for the other players when somebody's picking on them. So it's really an honor to be part of the goon squad. It is. You have to earn that. And we got t-shirts for everyone that says goon squad with their names on it. But these are people who really care. They really help. And, and at this point, we're doing it for two years now. So it's really family. Everyone's hugging each other. Everyone's laughing. I got the calls. You got the Bags. Yeah. So we, we give them 4,500 pounds of food, and we said it used to be from 12 to 2, and now we're sold out by, it's free, but we're sold out by 1230. Yeah, and people are so lining up down. At, at quarter past 11, 1130, and, and... And Greg and I, every, we have to hug every old timer that comes there. They, they have the uh, World War II, what's his name, Neil comes, Wolf, give me some yeah, more food. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, how much food do you want? Yeah, yeah. And then, and the best thing is, in hell with the people, we have pet food. And, and the kid from Waltham, that we bring a special, make a special yeah. trip Here's out the to. Cats. He doesn't care about food for himself, just feed his animals. The cats. Just help the him cats. feed his, an- his cats is yeah. all he wants, and he'll make do. So, you know, we, we, we just kind of... And the, and the guy that Greg and I have been doing it, then we had my kids did it. Thuggerina, Thuggerella did it a few times. That's the one in the Coast Guard Academy. And then now she's away. And the guy comes down, no baloney. A guy heard the song on the radios, and he comes down from New Hampshire to help us out. Oh, so wow. he said, hey, I have to go to New Hampshire. I'll, last month he dropped off to uh, the cat food and the food to the guy. So it's really become a festive time. We know most of the people that drive. And all you do is drive by. It started with COVID, but it's so efficient. You just drive by. How many people in the we family. started before COVID, didn't we? 
I don't know why the hell we start doing it. No, I think no. it was no, it was COVID because no one had food. Everyone's locked that's in. That's right, right. That's right. Yeah, it was just after COVID. What happened yeah. is they all the rooming houses, everybody got quarantined, so nobody could get out. So that's how that started. Well, folks, and unfortunately, Wolfie, the time on the clock yeah. says we got to uh, speak out to our vets here. We we gotta we gotta let you know, men and women, you you're so not alone. You got so much going for you, folks, and. You really have a family here that really cares for you. We had that old phone number that was a little bit difficult to remember. You maybe have a little bit of challenge. 988. 988 at the prompt. Press 1. You're going to find somebody there willing to talk to you that wants to talk to you. Going to make you feel like the million bucks that you're worth. So on behalf of everybody here from the Veterans Voice, Jenny Babcock's not here tonight. Chuck's out doing his uh, thing down the Cape. Building a ship. Building a ship. And uh, uh, George, thanks a lot. And we'll be back next week to uh, talk some more veterans. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. tell me where he's gone?